Daniel Guile. Greeting. He took the bait. Press that signal. Why do you address a fellow warrior with such disrespect? Warrior? You? How many doctors and nurses have you killed this week? How many children have you orphaned? You will choke on those words, Guile. Anytime, dickhead. We'll go worldwide, just like now. General, they're tracing this. You think you're so clever, Guile? Think about this. You have three days. If my $20 billion are not delivered by then, the hostages will die, and the world will hold you responsible. Victory! You hostages, if you can hear me, we're coming! We're coming! Charlie! Charlie, hang on, buddy. We're coming! Ever wonder what $10,000 in cocaine per week does to you? It makes you give the lead performance featured in this week's movie. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. Button mashing across from me is my co-host, Jim. Kevin, I never would have missed this for a second. Here now. Was that JCVD or That Arnold? was JCVD in Last Action Hero at the Jack Slater 4 premiere when uh, the interview was like, I would have missed this movie for a second. <laughs> nice. Here now. I will never miss the premiere for a second. I've got my quarter in as well. <laughs> and ready for round one fight we are talking 1994's street fighter if only it was like the game based on the capcom video game series first seen as an arcade cab in 1987 but street fighter didn't become the hit we know it is as today in my opinion until street fighter 2 came out in 1991 and super nintendo more so the version the second and on versions of street fighter 2 Because the first Street Fighter 2 was just normal Street Fighter 2. Yeah, it was like slow. And then there was hyper fighting and turbo. Turbo. I think there was a championship Championship edition edition and special championship edition. And Street Fighter 6 just came out a couple months ago. Yeah. So there have been a dozen console editions of two versions of Street Fighter 2. And then, yeah, up to Street Fighter 6. Directed by Steven E. D'Souza. And oh boy, where to start. Oh, Jesus. The movie struggled to stay on schedule. We've covered stuff like this before when we did a... uh, cursed movie pool check but they were six days behind on day 10 <laughs> you're screwed a lot of the blame falls on john claude van damme because surprise he's the one with the ten thousand dollars per week cocaine habit anytime big head we'll go worldwide maybe he stores it in that lump in his head i just was gonna say that <laughs> had to hire a wrangler because jcvd was no showing and disrupting the set d'souza implored something called the john ford trick during filming so every time he felt they were falling behind he ripped a page out of the script but then during editing he realized he must have torn out important pages because vital scenes were missing altogether. 
How long was this movie without those vital scenes? Because I mean, this movie was an hour 42 with those vital scenes. Yeah. Where it was two and a half. Well, they had to rebuild sets to mimic Thailand and Australia. So they built those in Vancouver in order to do reshoots. Same place. I'm getting flashbacks from Masters of the Universe in many ways, because with this one, the video game company Capcom, who made the Street Fighter games, was co-financier on the movie. So just like with Mattel and Motu, every detail of the film required Capcom's approval. Capcom were actually the ones responsible for Jean-Claude Van Damme as they had long envisioned him as Guile. I wish they would have done the hair. Why? I don't know. He's Colonel William F. Guile is an American army guy. No American has ever sounded like this or looked like this. No. With red hair. JCVD got $8 million of, not to step on on your thunder, No. JCVD got $8 million out of the film's $35 million budget. So he got almost 25% of the the movie's budget. Okay, right in this time, we're at the tail end of the Van Damme era. This isn't Bloodsport Van Damme. This is Time Cop Van Damme. Right. This is Death Warrant. Sudden Death does not warrant $8 million no so they paid him eight million dollars out of the film's 35 million dollar budget and then when raul julia came on board that tapped out the casting budget which i can assume was probably 12 million dollars at most raul julia should have got 20 million dollars for this movie yes they had to give the rest of the roles to unknown actors or when we we watched five minutes of this last week jesus christ and i told you when we were watching this it seems like they pulled people off the streets to give them these roles you mean a guy to play ken yeah he was apparently going through withdrawals yeah because i've never seen a guy look more bad in my life yeah it just looks like they were just like who are you you're fucking you're ryu yeah you're right exactly (laughs) basically another error was caused by capcom they were adamant i mean they would not drop this that the movie got a Christmas release for merchandise tie-in. So, which the only merchandise tie-in I remember is the G.I. Joe figures. Like, they were Street Fighters. Which was a cool crossover. Sure. That was better than the movie. Yes. It's the most lethal G.I. Joe team yet. Capcom Street Fighter 2! No way! Wait! It's Kyle, Ryu, Sangi, Blanca, ah! and Dalsim! What's the Dalsim? Oh! Some with real ninja moves! Hey! But Cobra's got Street Fighters 2! Vega, Sagat! Balrog! And the Airbusher! They look unbeatable! Ah! You know them, you love them! So corrupto! Capcom Street Fighter 2 figures he sold separately. Oh, I like them. D'Souza begged them to back off. He went to the studio executives. Capcom said no. So maybe the most controversial decision that D'Souza made is that while he and half the crew filmed the dialogue heavy scenes in Australia, he allowed the stunt coordinator to take half of the crew and film the fight scenes on a soundstage. God. The problem is that the director, D'Souza, almost came, like literally almost fist fought the stunt coordinator because while the stunt coordinator was off filming the fighting scenes, which say what you will about him. True. He did not include any of the fighter's signature moves, well, which Capcom said had to be in there. Yes, because it's essential. Now, granted, I don't know how you could have done Dull Seam's long no. extended arm well, he thing. he was kind of a yoga. ancillary character anyhow. Raul Julia was dying of stomach cancer while the movie was being filmed. This blows my mind. He was literally, this was his final film. Yes. Raul Julia, accredited actor, yeah. theater actor. This was his final movie and he had to go out 
like this. He took it to an amazing yeah. epic. So he died shortly after filming and they dedicated the movie to him. And much like Frank Langella again in Masters of the Universe, Raul Julia accepted the role of M. Bison because his kids were huge fans of the game and he was like, they'll enjoy it. It'll be like a legacy. Yeah. Like, he'll be like, remember when I was M. Bison? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and I hope it's like kids. Turbo Man. And yes. Like he, I don't need a Turbo Man doll. I've got the real thing at home. That's like the kids are like, I don't need to play Street Fighter. I have M. Bison at home unless we go to Japan. Yeah. The temple scene in this movie was built by the art department. In that scene, they were supposed to blow up just part of the temple. However, because of the cursed production, they accidentally burnt down the entire set and not only the entire set, but $240,000 worth of scaffolding. <laughs> so much for that rental agreement. Yeah, so at least in that scene, I mean, it ended up in the final cut. I mean, it kind of had to. Well, what because, else? What other option you got? Yeah. Cardboard? Seriously, there's like unprecedented weirdness surrounding this movie originally the mpaa gave the first cut of this movie an r rating i wish it was r capcom was like nope so th they submitted a new cut and got a g rating how the fuck do you go from an r to a g they just cut some things got a g rating gotta take a tit out d'souza called the g rating a kiss of death because no teenager would go see a g movie just on principle no so they had john claude van damme add on an expletive in post-production to get a pg-13 and i'm sure that it didn't match his lips i'm pretty sure it's when he was rappelling down into m bison suddenly said shit i think that was the expletive Okay, and I got think four years of ROTC for this shit. Oh. So, Jim, we had problems galore, a hard deadline, an expensive cast, problematic actors, production fuck-ups, extensive reshoots. This couldn't have possibly made any money, right? Please give us budget box office news and number ones at time of release. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. Street Fighter colon the movie came out December the 23rd, 1994 to a $35 million budget. And this blew my mind. This movie made $99.4 million, 600K away from $100 million. And how many of those $99.4 million were patrons going, what the hell did I just watch? Because yeah. it wasn't a Street Fighter movie. In comparison, Mortal Kombat, which is say what you want, sequel suck. The first Mortal Kombat was awesome. They utilized the lore, everything about the game, which Street Fighter should have done. Came out on August 18th, 1995. So less than a year later, eight months to a $20 million budget, $15 million less. It made $122.2 million. Now you can say Mortal Kombat M rated game, more gruesome, more blood. Yes, definitely a lot more blood and gore. But for God's sake, if you utilize the lore of the game that's already there, it should be an easy movie for you to make. Yeah. I mean, you could even do well, basic moves. There's no Tatsumaki. But I don't remember any storyline in, in Street Fighter. I remember just turning it just on. Just the World Warriors. At least like Mortal Kombat had a little bit, and we'll get into lore, Mortal Kombat lore later. There's a lot of it. Oh, there's a ton. But, okay, so, and then to break down the plot, or not the plot, I'm sorry, the budget, Street Fighter made $33 million in the U.S., $66 million international. Oh. Yeah. So two thirds of your audience were where else? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So it, it is interesting when you break it down to that. So there was actually a larger interest outside the U.S., but to me, I mean, which is probably Japan. I would assume. But to me, it should have done well in the U.S. just based off the success of the franchise. This movie could easily have made $150 million if they did it right. It's Christmas time, late 94. You just watched Street Fighter. You're very disappointed. So you tell your mom, you tell your dad, hey, let's go to Blockbuster. Let's rent something better. So here we go. Top three releases at Blockbuster Video. Kevin, you'll like this brain scan. Nice. The trickster. Little Big League. All right. And Cool Runnings. Wow. Hell yeah. Good three pack. Hell of a right there. Cool not Runnings. A, not a good, uh, you know, movie marathon to have. No, it's a hell of a. Let's watch Brains. <laughs> oh, man. Brains can kind of freak me out. Let's little watch big, Little Big League. Big league yes. After. And then maybe ah, we'll watch Rookie of the Year as a four pack because you had to Motu. Speaking of Motu, new news. Kevin has dropped today. John Sununu. Netflix canceled the Motu movie with your guy that needed no. to gain 130 pounds. They oh. canceled the whole damn thing. They went and visited him at the gym and they were like, yeah, we're about six years away. Yeah, and we're already in a writer's strike. This is not going to happen. So they're oh, hoping man. to shop it to somebody else. But start from the top. You need a guy who looks like He-Man. Yeah. Let's What's not Laird Hamilton up to? Dead. I have no idea. <laughs> he, he surfed his last wave. However, in 1994, two absolutely mega television shows debuted. VR Troopers. Okay. From the makers of the Power Rangers. Get virtual with the next generation of explosive superheroes. Let's do it! VR Troopers. Virtual power. Virtual fun. No oh, great. Now I can talk. Virtual reality. The bad guys with an attitude. I'll get those VR troopers. Yes. VR troopers. Get virtual. Weekdays at 6.30 a.m. on TV62. The kind of your Mighty Morphin Power Rangers light using Japanese footage and another show, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad starring Matthew Lawrence. Whoa, Junior. Tanker and Sid, high school friends who have found a secret passage into the digital domain. Here, they will battle their classmate, Malcolm Frank, his evil comrade, Kiloka, the mega virus monsters that could destroy our world. Yes, this is only the beginning. The superhuman samurai cyber squad. Cyber squad rules! Fox Kids blew it up there in the mid-90s. Like, uh, good, good tokusatsu stuff. So, at this time, Sony and Philips announced they will work together developing a new kind of high-density medium commonly known as the Digital Versatile Disc, or DVD. So, a couple years off, and they're like... Wait, it's Digital Versatile Disc? I thought digital it was Digital Video, video Disc. Nope, Digital Versatile Disc. I never knew that I was today years old. Wow. Shocked. Wow. A big, big radio moment. As you guys know, I'm a big Howard Stern fan. One of the guys who got me into radio saved a man from committing suicide live on the air. Kevin, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I'm back not. in 1994, a guy called in to the Howard Stern show and he threatened to jump off the George Washington bridge. Okay. Howard Stern asked him, why are you killing yourself? Because he said, life sucks sometimes. We all know what that's like. And then throughout the interview, 
interview. It's like an hour and someone long. He uses like humor saying, hey, do you have a wife? Are you jumping because you got a horrible wife? And somehow, an amazing way, he got this guy and the cops were big Stearns fan, got him there, talked him off the bridge and he awarded like Howard Stern for saving his life. Everybody that crosses the George Washington Bridge every day are risking their lives because it's like, it's like 50 years past due repairs. Yeah, it's bad. It's like, you're going to have a Mothman prophecies thing happen there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. But yeah, it was an amazing thing by Howard Stern. And then the polar opposite, Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders resigns after making comments about jerking off. And here's the funny thing. There's context with this, which I find incredible. The Bill Clinton administration said, oh, this is too far. Talking about masturbation is acceptable. <laughs> she was invited to speak at a UN conference on AIDS. She was asked whether it would be appropriate to promote masturbation as a means for young people to engage in, you know, less riskier forms of sexual activity. Let me guess. She said, I jacked it twice since I've been here. <laughs> She said, and I quote, as per your specific question regarding masturbation, I think that is something that is a part of human sexuality and it's part of something that perhaps should be taught. We've not even taught our children the very basics and I feel that we have tried ignorance for a very long time and it's time we try to educate about masturbation. Clinton was like, no, that's too far. We can't go ahead. Slick Willie, the man himself thought a Surgeon General talking about jerking off being a safer form of sex was too much. As uh, Willie got the little bloge in the uh, couple years later and on the day this movie was released after being scared to death by the fbi whitey bulger oh flees boston and successfully hides from law enforcement for the next 16 years before he got busted i'm pretty sure he saw a street fighter and he's like i gotta i gotta fucking go the feds are on me i don't want guile coming after me or chun lee zan the news reporter uh, mark bacho after him with a brick (laughs) jesus christ sam's club zone mark bacho off the sports we haven't talked to you so far this season george welcome good evening everybody i'm george michael welcome to the sports machine coming off the running of whitey bulger rashawn salam wins the heisman trophy running back penn state university one of those heisman guys that kind of turned into a bust in the nfl yeah, penn state had a bit of a reputation kajana <sighs> carter yeah Rashawn salam yeah there it's was amazing some- like the heisman trophy anymore i don't put much stock in it no, really. It's I always, mean, most of the time, it's a quarterback that wins every year there anymore. Was, remember, uh, yeah, there were a number of those guys. Like Ron Dane, I think he won the highest. Ron Dane he, won it. He had an okay career, I think. Not like. No. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of guys that got passed up that probably should have won. It. Like Frank Gore. Yeah. Look at the career he turned He's in the still NFL. Playing. He's still playing. <laughs> Apparently, he might own the NFL at this yeah. rate. I don't know. He's been around forever. The number one movie in America, 1994, December, Dumb and Dumber. Great movie. Yeah. Very underrated soundtrack dead eye dick great song and speaking of a great song the number one song in america i need camozzi here comes the hot stepper predaporte one of those songs that almost made our definitive wow. 90s music list. They would have been, if we did like a 25 or 30. I still love it. Like Would have made it. It's really good. That's all that was going on in December of 94. Okay. All right. So maybe more surprising than the box office returns on Street Fighter was the fact that Capcom was really happy with the final result. They're out of their goddamn minds. Critics were less than kind, but the movie did score two Saturn Award nominations. How? Well, Raul Julia, right? A posthumous nomination 
for Raul Julia for Best Supporting Actor. And get this, a nomination for Best Science Fiction Film. I call bullshit because I don't think the Saturn Awards people even watched it. Did they look at Blanca? Science Fiction. Maybe that's what it was. They were like Blanca, sci-fi counts. Wow. Then again, RoboCop 3 was nominated the year prior. For what? Uh, a fucking robotic cop that is basically the superintendent of an apartment complex that wasn't <laughs> Peter Weller. Stargate won the award for 1994, if you were curious. And then 95's nominated nominees were awesome with 12 monkeys congo judge dread outbreak species strange days and Waterworld. we covered only one of those movies but that is a topic for another time literally and figuratively because i yeah i'm like those are awesome all of those 12 monkeys is a great 12 movie. monkeys congo we love yeah. judge dread Lo- well outbreak i prefer dread over judge dread yeah outbreak's great species great strange movie. days is the one we covered and then yeah. water world we've oh. talked about cursed i would take productions. postman over water world yeah that might be a stretch but still all right let's hadouken into the plot hadouken. an attack from the air is impossible the only chance is an assault with a small amphibious force here the main force will come from the north, while a single vessel equipped with the latest age stealth technology will come up this channel and distract its defenses from the east. Colonel. Yes? A single boat against everything he's got? The pilot would have to be out of his mind. Luckily, Dyson has driven me crazy. There's a civil war in Shadowloo. End of movie. <laughs> a nation in Southeast Asia. The war is between the troops of former drug lord turned general M. Bison against the allied nations led by Colonel William F. Guile. Oh, the ally. I hate how they kept calling up the A.N. Yeah. God. Bison takes several A.N. relief workers captive and demands 20 billion with a B dollars <laughs> ransom. It's the first movie I've ever heard anybody. I want 20 billion. Not a million. Guile refuses, but is able to track M. Bison's location. This hits close to home for Guile because one of the hostages is Guile's friend, Charlie. What Guile doesn't know is M. Bison has ordered scientist Dr. Dalsim to try to turn Charlie into a super soldier. I hate this. name's Charlie Blanca. More on that later. Dr. Dalsim. A couple hustlers named Ryu and Ken try to scam arms dealer Victor Sagat into buying fake guns. Tiger! Sagat sees through them, forces them into his cage fighting promotion because that's fair punishment. <laughs> right as Ryu's about to fight Sagat's champion Vega, Guile bursts in, I think in a tank, and arrests everyone. Why not? From here, events unfold where Guile enlists the help of Ryu and Ken to fake his death. Now, are you the same as Sagat and Bison? Or am I right? And you're different. <laughs> We're different. Can we please leave? The only way you two are leaving is over my dead body. Chun Li, who is a news reporter whose father was killed by M. Bison, along with her crew Edmund Honda and Balrog, learn of Guile's fake death. Then those three try to assassinate M. Bison at a party, but they're stopped by Ken and Ryu, who are still pretending to be on Team Sagat. I know you. You're Edmund Honda, the sumo from Hawaii. You almost made Yokozuna. Until the Shadow Tong destroyed my reputation. They did the same thing to me and my boxing career. Don't tell me. Figure skating. 
All you need to know is that the weapons, ammunitions, Bison and Sagat deal in are gonna blow them straight to hell. M. Bison gives Ken and Ryu a pat on the head and then imprisons the news team. From here, Chun-Li gets M. Bison alone because he has requested her company. Ford's theater and she's John Wilkes Booth if Lincoln were a fascist. <laughs> because she has... Great comparison. She has like easiest chance she's ever going to get yeah. to kill M. Bison. I almost turned the movie off at this point. The perfect opportunity. Meanwhile, Ryu and Ken break out. Like they, so basically, Ryu and Ken, they stupid locker room scene uh, it's horrible and it's like they're supposed to be like you know hailing m bison and he's like yeah bison and zangief yeah so again perfect opportunity ryu and ken break out balrog and e honda but then when they break in to check on chun li they screw the pooch because she basically has m bison dead to rights yeah and the distraction from Seduced. ryu and ken yes ryu and ken he sedates them all with like sleeping gas oh jeez. <laughs> At the science lab, a security guard realized Dalsim hasn't actually been following his orders to make Charlie a killing machine. He's been trying to make Charlie like keep all his humanity and his ability to choose good. He's watching Martin Luther King speeches. Yes, exactly. As Dalsim fights the guard, Charlie escapes and helps him by killing the guard. Guile shows up and he's like, damn, Charlie, you're green as fuck. You got the orange hair. <laughs> We need to get this green paint washed off. It's horrible. Actually, it's you worst. know what? You're so ugly that I'm going to execute you. What could they have done with more money? What could it's they have so done? Bad. They've done to me. Help me. Help me. I'll help you. Help me. I'll help you. And then I'll make them pay. No. You have no right. Dalsam's like, nah, don't do all that, chief. No, car. We're, we're going to stay here and wait for Hale Bop and drink Kool-Aid in our white Nikes. <laughs> Um, we get a standoff between M. Bison's team and Guile's team. M. Bison isn't going to surrender. So basically everyone leaves and leaves Guile and Bison to fight one-on-one. -on -one. The audience thinks Guile has defeated M. Bison when he kicks him into some hard, it's like hard drives or something. Yeah. And he gets electrocuted. Instead, Bison gets up revealing all this time he has like magnet gear that allows him to fly. However, Guile ends up kicking Bison into a wall of computer monitors, which explodes. But then this prompts like a self-destruct feature at the whole compound everyone reunites outside and happy ending post-credit scene shows that m bison survived again just like skeletor in masters of the universe oh i didn't even watch the post-credit scene but so jim you're gonna be mad at me but by the end of this one i have to admit i kind of liked it oh you son of a bitch just, like you know what i liked i've talked about this on the podcast before. i'd rather watch puloto nash again puloto nash. nash lunar generics like give me something um, else i so i've said on this podcast before and I'm sure we're going to be discussing it again. I miss like whimsical Batman. 
I miss like fun, campy, not everything has to be gritty. So I like that they didn't try and make like a gritty version. Now, Mortal Kombat, it's gritty by nature. Yeah. The pandemic remake of Mortal Kombat yes. is great. Right. But that's the right tone for that one. Yeah, so it's for a dark game. For Street Fighter, it's very colorful and stuff. I'm glad they didn't try and do like this super serious thing. They just made a movie with the characters they were given without trying to reinvent anything. All right. Let's talk about the characters. Jean-Claude Van Damme as Colonel William F. Guile. He turned down the role of Johnny Cage in the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie to take this role. Would have been so amazing as Johnny Cage because they basically put a no name as Johnny yeah, Cage. he would have been better as Johnny Cage than he was yes. as Guile. Dependent upon the cocaine and who they hired as a wrangler. Ming Nguyen is Chun-Li. Love the, her. The first time she saw the film, she told her ER co-star, George Clooney, that she thought it would end her career. He told her it takes a lot to end a career <laughs> because he was like, I would know. And yeah. <laughs> Batman or Robin. Yeah. Now she looks back with fond memories. Yeah, I loved her on ER. My, she was great. Deb Chen. My wife watched this with me and like within five seconds was like, that's Mulan. I'm like, what? I'm like, she'd be way too old to be Mulan in the live action. She's like, no, that's Mulan's voice. Looked it up. Sure enough. Oh, okay. Damien Chapa is Kenneth Ken Masters, the sweatiest man alive. Should not be Ken Masters. Kylie Minogue is Lieutenant Cammy White. They filmed a good portion of this movie in Australia and basically Australia is like, look, we need somebody. You're going to film here gotta have an Aussie Byron Mann as Ryu Ugh. in an interview god damn it he said the cast didn't like the food in Thailand but loved the massage parlors great so they're all getting hand job he literally said that and that would explain why Ken looks like that because he did a fucking jerk off bender with some sort of drunk drugged out handy girl Grand Bush amazing name <laughs> it's like Texas battle Grand Bush as Gerard Balrog they gave people names that didn't have names you know who he was no he was in Die Hard. He was he was the other special agent Johnson that flew in the helicopter. All right. Yeah, because there was Robert Davi and then him. Don't recognize him without that V shaved out of his head. It's horrible. Uh, Robert Mamone as Carlos Charlie Blanca. Why? 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 Greg Rainwater as Sergeant Thunderhawk. T-Hawk. Uh, terrible. There was no need for T- no, T-Hawk. didn't come around to like Street Fighter 3. Peter Tuyasasopo as Edmund Honda. Manu awesome. Manu the Slender. Really great. Shout Shadaloo Warriors, Raul Julia, General Ann Bison. He studied various dictators and crime lords and incorporated things into his performance, such as Mussolini's hand gestures, okay. Stalin's mannerisms, Pablo Escobar's elusiveness. I don't know really what that means. Uh, and Hitler's love of fine art. Could see the Hitler thing. Stephen Lang was the producer's first choice for M. Bison, which is odd to me. The fuck is that? Because I only know him from Avatar, oh. and that came out 15 years after Street Fighter. Wow. But he had done just like a handful of like roles he's a pretty like serious kind of like scary white dude i can see it but like how did they land on him i don't no. know edward james almost could have been another good one too is m bison andrew bernarski as zangief fuck yeah one of the coolest filmographies necessary roughness Hudson Hawk, Batman Returns, The Program, Any Given Sunday, Pearl Harbor, Rollerball, to name some. And then later on, I think he played Leatherface in two movies. They need a roid out guy. That's him. Yeah, he looks great. He looks great. Miguel Nunez Jr. as DJ. Worst fucking Jamaican accent so embarrassing. ever. Jay Tavar is Vega. Handsome as shit. Fabio was considered for this role. Oh my God. But I guess it's cool if he, if Fabio would have had claws in case a bird tried to get him in the face. <laughs> 
Uh, Wes Studi as Victor Sagat. Tiger Uppercut. Roshan Seth as Dr. Dalsim. And then there's a bunch of other people playing other random I roles. Dalsim would have had a better role. I wanted to see them stretchy arms. Yes, come you on. You can't have a Street Fighter movie without showing me him with the stretchy arms. What did CG cost back then? You could have made Blanca CG. You I'd rather him look like cheesy some. CG. Yeah, he had hair. Like, I mean, they were trying it. to do like a slower review with him but. Oh. Jim any actor actress give passable performance like uh, let's 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 frame it this way who was the most convincing as the character they're supposed to be playing Raul Julia he went above and beyond for his kids the dude was legitimately dying of stomach cancer he ended up getting food poisoning from bad sushi first off that's a sign he should have been like kids I love you but <laughs> fuck yeah. I just came off Adam's family I gotta do this shit you could tell it's the Langella theory you give 1 million and 55 percent into a role that you know is going to be absolute yeah. garbage and knowing that he's not going to be long for this earth while doing this yeah, movie literally and, died. and have to deal with a fucking diva like Van Damme what I wouldn't have given for Raul Julia to survive and wrote a book just talking about Street Fighter who would have been better as Guile at 90 in 94 somebody American <laughs> that had an American accent not I would kill you for a second <laughs> who the fuck could have um, been I would even love Schwarzenegger is fucking guile at this rate who was uh what about i mean tom Ke hanks tom cruise neither them keanu would have worked whoa kurt russell kurt russell would have been um, amazing he just came off stargate yeah woody harrelson uh, i don't know about woody whoopi goldberg whoopi goldberg would have been an amazing guy uh yeah i don't know Meg Robin Ra Williams. Meg ryan would have been good <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Oh, Tom Noonan. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, because you can't do Charlie Sheen. I would have preferred Charlie Sheen to Van Damme. Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. I would have loved I don't Nick know. Cage. I don't know if there's Travolta. There's really, everybody was kind of either too big or too small because it needed to be somebody with name recognition, but like it couldn't be Dan Aykroyd. No. Macaulay Culkin was too young. Like, Macaulay Culkin is M. Guile. And, and uh, I mean, uh, you know who he probably would have ended up with is probably one of the fucking Baldwin brothers. Oh um, God, yeah, is probably who we would have got. So still not a um, flat top. I like E Honda. I like Peter yeah, like, Sopo. Yeah, I, like I mean, I think he's in the ballpark. I mean, E Honda supposed to be straight up Japanese. Yeah, and Peter Sopo, if the name doesn't give it away, is an Islander. But I guess yeah, Pacific Rim. That's one of those things like that. Ah, close enough. Yeah, it's not. It's not offensive. No, to where it's like a Korean playing a Japanese yeah, person. Yeah, cultural but, appropriation. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's do best scenes. I know you oh. have so many, Jim. I have a list um, like no other. So I'll say first a positive is that they mostly mostly got the gist of the costumes right. 80%. Even to the point, like during the final scenes, that despite making no sense, they put ball rocking gloves. First, yeah, randomly put them in like, gloves. I'm gonna fight a bunch of people, I'm gonna put gloves on. In the actual outfit he fought in in the game. Dalsim somehow loses his hair. They don't really explain that. Yeah. Maybe there's a fireball. I have no idea. Yeah, he just kind of comes out and yeah. all of a sudden a bunch of his hair is falling I out. I mean, there's a lot of discrepancy. Like, Guile never wore blue. He should be in regular army fatigues. Like, right, you told me I was wrong about Chun-Li. I thought she'd be in blue and white, but this is more Street Fighter 2, the World Warriors. Not 
not the game, which why not use the fucking game? Well, yeah, they used sort of an obscure version of the game. So the costumes were like a little bit different, but overall I thought pretty good. Now this is crazy, but the one thing that kind of pissed me off more than anything, Guile has that absolutely like unique hair. Yeah. And they didn't even try like, and the color's not right. It's red. It's sun in. Yeah. It's not even a flat top. No, he just has Van Damme hair. Now, granted, Guile had a very over the top, like accentuated yeah. flat top. But they could have done, done a Howie Long. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Do something a little. Howie Long is Guile. There you go. Fucking Jim cheap. Just got it. Awesome. Pre-broken arrow. Yes. And Broken Arrow is fucking awesome. Pre-Broken Arrow. Yeah. Before Firestorm. We, we love Firestorm. We stand Broken Arrow on this podcast. We fucking love Broken Arrow. Good merch, too. Yeah. I would love to know about the well, shower CD player. Oh, fuck yeah. So my first one, let's kick it off with the first stint. Actually, I wouldn't even say the first, probably the 50th stint. Giles, horribly bad ADR speech. Troopers, I just received new orders. Our superiors say... The war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going upriver, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home, and who wants to go with me? Trying to fire up his troops. Oh, I have this, I think, in logic. To go into war after he just got a letter from the Security Council of the Allied. Is the United Nations trademarked? Is that why they couldn't use the UN? I don't know. Because what does this take place current day or in the future? There's nothing. Or an alternate universe. I, or... I, but he tries to fire up the troops and he's like, you know, the guys, it's us. We can go home. It's over. It's not over. Let's go. And, and he fires up the troops. Guys, I got to tell you, I. I have seen horrible dubbed movies. We're talking like Godzilla bad, like ADR post. This might be the worst movie to ever use post-production vocals, ADR, that I've ever heard or seen in my life. Van Damme's lines well, he, are so bad. It's not even close to sinking. Even without the, you know, the ADR, Bill Pullman and Independence Day, he is not. No. Whoever wrote the words to this speech is much different. It's just not really uh, like... Uh, fourth grader wrote it who was a street fighter fan wrote that speech it's bad yeah when ken air quotes kills guile if i didn't give you an interview when i was alive no way i'm gonna do it when i'm dead of course those two young men who led the prison break and killed you they're working for you aren't they are you asking as a reporter or something else Sergeant, take Miss Zhang into custody. No, wait, 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 please. You're right. I'm not here just to cover the news. I don't want a story about Bison. I want his head. 
Now, it's taken me 20 years to get this far. You can't lock me up, not when I'm this close. Can Ryu Sagat Vega are arrested during the raid? I have this in logic. <laughs> They are being transported, and Ryu steals some keys from a guard. Which it's a prison break it's constructed in, by Guile. Inside job. They manage to steal the transport vehicle, and as they're trying to get away, Guile stands in the street and fires at him, but Ken shoots him in the stomach three times. And then, like, because he's wearing the- Like jelly packs or whatever. The shittiest, I, I don't know what it Bad. is. Bad. Chun-Li follows a signal. She finds Guile's body. He sits up. Oh, no, zombie Guile. Nope, not as interesting. He faked his death. Oh. Ken didn't actually shoot him because, again, he had some sort of it's squibs, cardboard, stomach plate. Ugh. I just there's so many issues with their getaway, though, because like the A.N. are all firing weapons at yep. them. You're missing every shot. Yeah. Point blank range. And they seem to breach the front gates and they're like, oh, we're gone. Yeah. They got fucking they can't follow you. No. Like, Jurisdiction. Can't go by. No, because the United Nations owns the rest of this. We're the A.N. Or the it's different. The Allied Nations. Yeah. My next one. Guile after dagger AD. So, what do I have to fear from you, worker ants scurrying about with their pitiful weapons, afraid of the purity of unarmed combat? Come out from behind the curtain, wizard. Let's see how pure your combat really is. Come on! So, no, that's exactly what he wants! Oh, T-Hub, that's what we both want, am I right? Bison, are you men enough to fight with me? Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. Connor, you can't! Oh yes, I can. Just take the hostages out. If I'm not topside in 15 minutes, evacuate without me. We are in a temple near the end. Guile is on this drawbridge thing inside yep. of M. Bison's temple. He starts to get sworn by all of M. Bison's guys. He pulls out a minuscule dagger. He's great. And then he looks at the dagger, like that Van Damme look, like, you know, Mentos the Freshmaker. And then all of a sudden he sees them withdraw and he's like, ah. and he doesn't realize he has all the world warriors yeah. behind him. Then he proceeds to go into another speech that's even worse ADR <laughs> than the one I previously talked about. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Like, what? Like, oh, <laughs> the, they, I'd rather them had a guy who could do a Van Damme impression, do better ADR. <laughs> Him, him putting the knife away literally reminded me of like Mr. Bean. Yes. It's like something out of like, ooh. To ah, me, like it, it seemed to me that they pulled an audible in this script where Van Damme literally thought that dagger scared all those guys. Yeah. He had no idea who was behind yeah. him to appease his ego and the cocaine in his bump. <laughs> uh, I have Bison trying to seduce Chun-Li. You see... No one has ever seen you in combat. You always hid behind your sumo and your boxer. Why? Since you entered this country, you never even threw a single punch. No, my dear. I know women. And you are harmless. Yeah, it's hot. So it's like a scene out of Austin Powers. He's brought her to his bison love bunker. He's dressed like Hugh Hefner in a general hat. So what does M really mean? And he thinks Chun-Li is like harmless. And then she's like, she snaps her, her restraints and she starts beating the shit out of him. But then when her friends show up long enough, you know, it distracts him. Chun-Li! 
John! <laughs> and then he steps, he steps behind this wall, hits the button, the gate closes. With, withdraws Ken, yes. yells it from three miles away, right. and she has this look on her face like, shut the fuck up. This is probably my favorite scene in the movie, just because it, it's so odd. It is a movie called Street Fighter, where they don't M- fight on General street. M. Bison tries to seduce Chun-Li, and she has a chance to kill a movie over, and they blow it. How many times? And I, god damn it, I feel like Raul Julia was such a stand-up dude, he would never admit it. Was there a point, there had to have been a point while he was filming this, dying go what the fuck am i doing here yeah do i really love my kids this much or somebody going up to him and go raul why are you here he didn't know <laughs> edward james almost didn't even want this <laughs> so my next one and to me it's fucking offensive like a five-year-old put this together why in god's name did they put godzilla sound effects between yeah. the fight between e honda and zangi yes <laughs> camera and like it looks like they're fighting over a big uh, set okay so i've not seen this movie since it came out where i was horrifically disappointed i'm sitting there half asleep contemplating whether i should turn this fucking movie off and all of a sudden i'm like did they really just pump in godzilla sound effects yeah. for these two massive guys fighting why i don't know there was no need for it no, they kind of let two big beef some bitches just slap meat. Yeah. And instead, they're like, why don't we do a Godzilla bit here? Hey, I got this trademark for a couple more days. Let's throw it in there. Really add anything to the movie? Yeah. And then my final one, something that, you know, I, I know you did not like. I did. The final shot of the film. Yep. I was my last they one. They all pose for their signature poses. At, With the logo. At an invisible camera. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind the posing. I don't mind they throw the logo in at the end. Street Fighter. Kyle's pose <laughs> makes no sense. What? I don't care if the other ones do like a karate. It's like the fucking temple is blown up. All of a sudden, they're like, fire pose. Yeah. And then Kyle does some sort of weird snake naked model thing. Steve Austin rattlesnake arm pose thing for no purpose whatsoever. Steve McNair telling. God. Yeah, real weird. All right. Uh, Jim, was there a pool in this one? There's water. There's a stealth boat which is almost like thunder across. yeah yeah Wish it was Thunder Paradise. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, Guile. Well, I don't remember a pool, but let's get out of the pool. Hey guys, this is Jean Claude Vidam, and you know I would miss this water for a second. There's going to be a team-based intergalactic interdimensional fighting tournament for the fate of the multiverse. God. We have every fighting game or just like any video game roster ever at our disposal. What roster are we going to build? We're going to find out because that's our pool check this week. There's a lot of fighting franchises. Oh, there's a ton. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Tekken, King of Fighters, Dead or Alive, Soul Calibur, Killer Instinct, Clay Fighter, Super Smash Brothers, all the anime fighting games, about a million sequels of all the games I just named and so many more. Oh, there's a ton. I will say I considered strategy. All right. 
because there are characters I liked based solely on like kicking ass and like their move set, but they're also like unhinged killers that if you add them, they may not interact well with the rest of your team. So I wanted to build a strike force, a team, a team. <laughs> so I wanted to build a team. I don't know if I failed because this, this was really hard for me for some yeah. reason. So I will go first. I will say the first member of my team from Mortal Kombat trilogy specifically. Oh, interesting. I'm going Cyrax. I was going to, I knew it. His first appearance was Mortal Kombat 3. So I need a robot on my team who's disconnected from reality. Just there to fight. At this point, Cyrax was pretty much interchangeable with Sector from the game, except Cyr- to me, Cyrax swap. had cooler gear because he had like the energy net. So you could throw that energy net. And then when it came back to you, just 25 hit combo. And then he could shoot rockets and shit. And then they gave him a story later on where he was a Lin Kuei assassin turned robot and then like programmed to kill specifically, I believe sub zero. And then Jax and Sonya found him in the desert, reprogrammed him. And then in like one of the later games, he was human again. But like, uh, so I'm picking OG <laughs> robot Cyrax, just killing machine, program to kill. That's it. Okay, so my first one, and I'm also sticking with Mortal Kombat, but I'm using the first one. Going with Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero, one of Shang Tsung's right-hand guys from Outer World or the Outer Realm. I can't remember what the name of the realm is. It's bad. But... As a personal player of the game, I've never been that big of a fighting game fan because I've never been that good. But I remember having to write down all these combos. But for me, if I'm getting my ass kicked, the go-to left, right, B, send the ice thing, freeze them, then I can uppercut the shit out of them. And then hopefully I can do one of the best fatalities ever that was caused so much controversy in the United States government with him ripping out your head with your spinal cord attached. Sub-Zero wins flawless victory fatality. Drove Tipper Gore insane and pushed Al Gore to saving the planet afterwards. There you go. Sub-Zero. So you're picking Sub-Zero from the first, the very first? Very one first Sub-Zero. Right. I'm going for my next one. I'm going Killer Instinct. Okay. Going with Full Gore. So I'm going with the Ooh, KI. Mark III version from Killer Instinct 2013. So in the original Killer Instinct, Full Gore was like basically a robot in a night suit. In 2013, he looks like inspired by the night armor, but he has like exposed circuitry yeah. and he has gears and shit. The big difference is that this version of Fulgore has a nuclear powered core. So he has plasma blades on his arms. He can shoot rockets. But the problem with taking the third version of Fulgore is that up until this point, like Cyrax, he was just programmed to kill. No emotions, no feelings, no mercy. So taking the third version is a risk for this reason. I don't need him to spare anyone in the tournament. So I'm going to have to make sure later on I pick someone heartless who has like no problems harvesting his nuclear power because if if Fulgore goes down I need somebody to like step in and be like I'm taking this nuclear power and I'm giving it to Cyrax or whoever so I'm going Fulgore who still has emotions so my next one I also need a robot-esque guy so I'm taking Yoshimitsu from Tekken 3 yeah Yoshimitsu was just a weird fucking character the whole thing about Yoshimitsu who's like the leader of a like an international like thieves guild called the Manji Party. What a fucking great name, the Manji Party. They robbed people. They fucking did horrible acts to people. And But what kind of made him more interesting is whatever they pillaged, he gave to the less fortunate. So he was also a killer robot-esque type thing, but also...
also gave back to the poor. One of those weird things, like I always loved about Tekken, and if you weren't ever that good at Tekken, like I never was, but most of the time either use Yoshimitsu or Paul Phoenix. I used to love to watch, especially the PlayStation 1 version of Tekken, the end credit scene for each fighter. One of the most mind-blowing 1995 CGI graphic things I ever I ever had a home version of Tekken I had one two and three but I remember playing Tekken in like arcades and stuff oh, like I loved that it. was there Tekken for Dreamcast I think Tekken Tag because they did like a Tekken Tag Team tournament game it's a too. Big fighting game on Neo Geo oh Fighters it, Destiny I think Fighters? that was I yeah remember. I think it was there's was a ton all right for my third member of my team I'm taking sort of an anti-hero here and I'm going Liu Kang except I'm going God of Hell zombie Liu Kang. So obviously Liu Kang was an OG Mortal Kombat character. He was a hero, a leader. He was the immortal champion of Mortal Kombat. But the knock on Liu Kang is the early versions were just a a Bruce Lee knockoff. That's all it was. So remember they also added a yeah, yeah, bad. There's a ton of Mortal Kombat lore. There's timelines. There's alternate timelines in each game. There's like a whole multiverse. But really what it comes down to is games released by Midway and then later games released by Netherrealm. But like Midway games are the classic Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. So I think one, two, three, and four. Yeah. And then you started getting like the Armageddon. I think one was called, I don't remember, but there were like four other Mortal Kombat games, whatever. Then you had like the mythology ones. Well, right. They whatever were, Ed Boon wasn't attached yes. to. So basically Liu Kang won the first four Mortal Kombat tournaments he was in. In the Midway timeline, Liu Kang is killed by Quan Chi and Shang Tsung in the nether realm in the other one he gets tired of Raiden's shit because basically <laughs> like him and like he doesn't agree with how Raiden is running like the earth realm and he basically Raiden goes like Doctor Strange where like Shao Kahn has killed Kung Lao he killed Katana he kills all these like people and Liu Kang's like why aren't you doing anything and Raiden's like this is the timeline that has to happen Shao Kahn has to win Liu Kang doesn't agree so he fights Raiden Raiden accidentally kills him I think He's revived by Quan Chi and one for nefarious reasons and then in Raiden for the other. So in Mortal Kombat Deception, which is one of the games, you play a zombie Liu Kang. He has like shackles. It's awesome. Then he becomes the god of hell with his queen Katana. So I'm looking for the Liu Kang in specifically one spot where he has all that power is the god of hell, but then he also begins to remain like regain his humanity because I think he can serve as sort of like a backup leader on my team if someone goes down. Plus, he can shoot fireballs. It's true. He can turn into a dragon. He can drop an MK3 arcade machine on you. <laughs> He can do a lot of cool shit. So my next one is the character that I probably used the most in an arcade where I pumped endless, endless amounts of quarters and tokens at Funland Arcade in Eastwood Mall. I'm taking Jackie Bryant, Virtua Fighter, the first one. That was my dude. I used to fucking kick people's ass with Jackie. The amazing thing about Jackie, he was known as the Blue Flash. He's an indie car racer who also uses Bruce Lee's fighting style, Jeet Kune Do, and his combos were fucking awesome. He has a passion for speed and fighting. What else do you need? (laughs) 
I need that balance of just like a normal Earth guy to balance Sub-Zero in Yoshimitsu. The great thing about Virtual Fighter at the time. I love Virtual Fighter so much. You try playing it now, you're like, this game is slow yeah. and it sucks. But back in the day, it just seemed like every time you jump, it was free floating. I, I remember playing it at the Movies 8. Oh, they I loved it. in the uh, lobby and I, I really liked playing it. That was it. one of those cabs that I would love to yes. have again for the nostalgia of it. Yep. But yeah, Jackie Bryant, J-A-C-K-Y. Very different spelling. All right. So on his way to a charity basketball game in Tokyo, he walks into a dojo where he's transported to another dimension. I'm going Shaquille O'Neal from Shaq Fu. Ooh. Up until this point, I have two robots and the zombie god of hell. I need some comic relief. I need someone grounded in reality. I need someone who can crack a joke and like lighten the mood. So even though in this universe, he does have like fire hands. Do you remember playing Shaq Fu at all? Yeah. I think there, isn't there only like five playable characters or something? <laughs> it's pretty bad. There's not a lot. And like the whole plot of the game is that Shaq has to rescue this kid from be, who is kidnapped by like the big bad in the game. I'm going Shaq because he's, he's one. He's not just normal Shaq enhanced Shaq. I think he could crack a joke. I think he could call Adam Sandler if he needs because they're friends. So I'm going Shaquille O'Neal from Shaq Fu. So my next one is a very interesting character who was an unlockable character. You might know his real name is Bihan. Bihan from Mortal Kombat. Everybody might know him as Noob Saibot, who is the unofficial brother of Sub-Zero. Yeah, there's a... There's a lot of lore about Noob Saibot. I remember, you know, because Noob Saibot is Ed Boon and John Tobias's names backwards. I thought there was some story where Sub-Zero, it wasn't like a clone, but it was like his soul separated between good and evil, and the evil was Noob Saibot or something. Noob Saibot emerges from the darkest region of reality in the nether realm. He belongs to a group called the the brothers of shadow so even he has like he has orders from shao khan he's hunted he's been ruled by smoke he does quan chi's bidding we could do an episode on mortal Kombat lore There's and still not even get so close to weird it. stuff like when you had reptile who is what an unlockable or secret character in the first mortal Kombat green game. it's just yeah. a green color swap and then they made him like an actual fucking lizard yeah for a while it's like in some of the games he was like a real lizard and then i think they got like more grounded with him and, and really found but they, I think they did the same thing with Noob Sabot, Smoke and a bunch of these characters. Well it's crazy now. The new Mortal Kombat game is going to be Mortal Kombat 12 yeah. because according to the end of Mortal Kombat 11 everything reset so I guess they opened up portals and they went to other realms so now it's literally going to be called Mortal Kombat 1. So there was original Mortal Kombat this is officially now Mortal they Kombat 1. They rebooted it once. Yeah in Mortal Kombat 9 yeah. they rebooted but now they said this is another Earth so now all the characters are different again. All right. Okay. Whatever. That works. Are there new characters? I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, some new and some old, like Luke Kang's back, you know, Raiden, all those guys. Yeah. And then my last, my team leader, the one who makes it all come together, Danny Trejo from Def Jam Fight for New York. <laughs> In the game, he's just billed as Trejo. A game with a massive 67 playable characters. But basically, I would trust Danny Trejo with my life. This game features a number of hip-hop artists, but also Henry Rollins and Carmen Electra. So I'm going to lead my team, leading my two robots, Cyrax and Fulgore, Zombie Liu Kang, and Shaquille O'Neal. I got Danny Trejo as my leader. All right, so my... Last one. Let's get weird. Let's get nuts. I'm going back to Tekken. Let's do Kuma. Kuma is a fucking bear. Yeah. That's what he is. Who is going to fuck with a giant eight foot 
despair. They can kick the ever-loving piss out of you. Easy character to control. It really overpowers your smaller characters. Unless you're nimble, then you're screwed. Yoshimitsu and Kuma as a tag team. If we were to do like a Tekken tag, put those two together. I don't know what the rules of this tournament are because I was thinking like Marvel vs. Capcom with the tag feature, which is really awesome. But uh, I used to like those. Most of those games do that tag feature now. Nice, because you're going to ask you to swap out to somebody that's faster or whatever. Or the health is screwed. All right, honorable mentions, uh, Ryu from Street Fighter. Scorpion, yep. very uh, get over iconic. here. My wife still thinks it's come here, you come here, you <laughs> get over here, come here, you Ganon from Super Smash Bros. Yeah, Molina was always a favorite from Mortal Kombat, Saber Wolf from Killer Instinct. When you look at some of these games like Clay Fighters, I'm like, I couldn't pick the no. fucking snowman from Clay Fighters, but it would have been funny. Um, Blue Suede Goo, there's yeah, there's so many like weird. I even started to consider like, what about like Double Dragon, even though it's a side scroll. It's still kind of like a fighting game. You know what? It wouldn't have been a good one too. Mike Hager, Final yeah. Fight. Final Fight would have been a, a great one. Yeah, yeah, side scroller. There's a lot from Soul Calibur. I, I don't know Smash Brothers. I yeah. never played it that much. I tried but. playing it once. I just don't get that game at yeah. all. And um, but again, not a huge fan of, of fighting games. Yeah. So let's get back in the pool. We won the tournament. Let's uh let's celebrate. We won the tournament. Kevin and I are about ready to do a pose. <laughs> Critical question. This movie was ranked number 27 on Empire's 50 worst movies ever. Is that fair? 27? The 27th worst movie of all time. What was number one? Plan 9? I'm not sure. Probably. Probably. 27. Middle of the road bad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know if it's the 27th worst movie of all time. It's it's pretty standard fair action movie for the late 80s, early 90s. On the Kevin movie scale, is this a fine movie? It's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's sure. okay. It's a lot of the problem with this movie is the fact that it's called Street Fighter and then it's based on Street Fighter. If this were just a movie about like a civil war and some dudes going in and saving the day, again, it's just a pretty standard cable action movie. It was just very frustrating how sometimes you're like, all right, let's go full into the yeah. game and then withdraw from the game. Well, I think, again, that was some of the Capcom problems with the filmmaking because when the stunt director went off to direct the fight scenes that were supposed to have signature moves, yeah, not a lot of those make it into the movie. All right. <sighs> Logic. Somebody I don't wish was a fighter in Street Fighter. David McCall. Hey, I could have been fucking cut. Willie. Go- I can be Colonel Guile. Hey, guys, I'm going to fuck you up. And then that's a fat Suma guy. Wow. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. All right. We get uh, a Hawk Hawks thing with Ryu from over the top. Uh, it's Ryu, sometimes Ryu, but from the same people. It's Ryu or Ryu. In actuality, it's pronounced you because the R is silent. Also with that, it's supposed to be Ryu Hayabusa and Ken Hayabusa yeah. because they were adopted brothers. Yes. Not Ryu Honshu and Ken Masters. Ken Masters. What the fuck? USA. I don't know if it's one of those things where it was like, listen, we can't have Ryu Hayabusa because Ryu Hayabusa was a ninja Gaiden. We don't need people confused. Yeah. So this is Ryu Hondo or Honshu, where the fuck his name is. Yeah, it's it's something like JCVD and M. Bison say his name something like 37 times, but it's inconsistent. They say Ryu like three 
three times. They say Ryu sometimes. Let me see where you stand on this. Were you ever frustrated, even as a kid? I know you weren't like a fighting game fan, but I, it doesn't really matter. Were you ever frustrated that you never knew what M meant in M Bison? I just thought it was cool that he was. I always thought it was Master Bison. I don't know if I was. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was but, Major Bison. But in Japan, it's supposed to be Mike. Tyson, Mike Bison, Mike which Bison, is Balrog, which is different altogether. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So in Japan, M Bison isn't M Bison. He is Vega or Balrog. No. Yeah. M Bison is Vega in Japan. Yes. So and, the character, the red general character yeah. with the hat is Vega. And then Balrog is our Vega. So the boxer. Yeah. Balrog. I thought he was M Bison. Oh no, he was M Bison. Because he's Mike, Mike Bison. Mike Bison. Which that's like so on the nose which a boxer with boxing gloves like and bison. is mike bison which, mike tyson okay makes perfect sense and then what was vega vega was something was yeah I don't like know. why did they why i don't know how that happened i really don't <laughs> like why did it have to change here then weird yeah because like it's not like pac-man from puck man and there was an explanation because yeah. they thought it turned it into man. man but like yeah just weird so i don't know the lore of street fighter or what the story even is but was sagat ever called Iron Fist? I don't think so. Because in the movie, he's like, you know, he's the best champion we've had since Iron Fist. And he's like, who's Iron Fist? What happened to him? And he's like, it's me. I'm, you know, Victor, which Victor wasn't a name. A he's name. just a god. No. I'm Victor Iron Fist Sagat. It's like, what the hell you are? If anything, he should have been known Tiger as like Fist. Tiger, Tiger Fist. Because yeah. then it explains Tiger, Tiger Uppercut. Yeah. Because I will say. Dude, in, yeah, he just shouts Tiger all the time. Which is weird, but at least he he did tiger uppercut. I mean, he didn't say it, but he threw a tiger uppercut. Some of these guys threw their moves. Other guys, they were just like, we can't let this happen. Yeah. So my next one, let's explain this right here. This is my biggest one. I mean, I got a fucking litany. We need to talk about Blanca. According to the computer program, he's being genetically enhanced in. He has increased his muscle mass by 73%. If he increased his muscle, <laughs> ba- muscle mass by 73%, I won seven Mr. Olympias. Yeah. He looked exactly the same as he did before he got put into that chamber and they just lacquered him with green paint and this a red wig is one of the most embarrassing like he's supposed to be Cro-Magnon man yeah yeah it's one of the most oh, embarrassing oh. things ever they just like paint this guy green and give him like a little bit of an extra eyebrow <laughs> like ridge yeah they gave him the ridge head yeah but, and then that was it. The hair looks so bad. Uh, and like they wanted, they were like very important to them to stick to the real hair, but and, then they couldn't stick to Guile's hair with Van Damme. And Blanca was supposed to have electrical capability yeah. in the game. No, not here. Never see it. No, he's they ran out of money by then. No, probably. they blew off uh, Dalsim's hair. M. Bison's a huge news watcher. At oh, all, loves at it. At all time. He loves Fox News. So we see like every time Chun Li is doing a news report, M. Bison's got it playing and it keeps interrupting him. But the news News isn't on all the time, so is he just like watching like golf or The Price is Right or whatever? He's watching this so closely that I think he's like that lady that worked at the wing place a couple weeks ago. <laughs> She's just closely paying attention to Fox News. My pillow. Here's one. I got this in all caps. How did Chun-Li get out and is performing for Bison when she was literally just arrested in the scene before? She yeah. was arrested in the scene before gone. And now she's trying to fuck Bison. Yeah. Basically. How? We missed How? we missed a scene. They Was that the page tear that he ripped out to try Maybe. to get the shit done? Uh, we missed something there. Oh. Where it could have just been like they got arrested and he walks in and he's like, you're going to you're going to come to my lair. Let's see him. Yeah. <laughs> Dump him out. Dump him out. <laughs> uh, ah! M. Bison wants to build an empire in his image. 
like a true dictator. But then he offers to give Sagat part of the country. I'm pleased with your goods, Sagat. Now, as for payment, why settle for mere money? After I defeat the AM, what if I were to share the country with you? I don't think that would work out well. That's no. like, hey, I want to build this image in or build this land in my image. This is bison land or whatever it's called. But do you want a substantial chunk of it? This one I don't get. So bison is supposed to be this super smart general. Knows his shit is tremendously intelligent when it comes to conquering and dictating. So he promises Sagat will give you a cut in this. He proceeds to give him a hundred million in bison dollars yeah. that has no, like it's not worth the, the amount of papers in Sagat even but brings it up. But they will be. But they will be. Fuck off. And I love at the end when it's him and DJ yeah. and they thought that was well, DJ, the fortune. DJ's like, we work for the bad guy. We work for the bad guy, mom. Yeah. Like, and then he's like, we're going to escape with this safe. And then they open the safe and it's, it's bison bucks. It's bison. They went to Toys R Us. And bison has a mock John Wayne Gacy Pogo the Clown painting. We need to talk about this painting. What the fuck? I saw that painting. That thing stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's a John Wayne Gacy painting, <laughs> but it's it's as though John, it's as, it's like M. Bison wrote John Wayne Gacy a letter in prison and was like, will you paint, yeah. you know, will you paint me as Pogo? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that photo. I started laughing my ass off so bad. We need that photo in the studio it's, or that painting in the studio. It's bad. So God was just sleeping for a couple hours in the morgue with a sheet over him, not breathing. Yeah. So waiting for Chun Li to show up. Waiting for here's the thing about that scene. The sheet's not moving, so he's clearly not breathing. Yeah. But he was alive the whole time. So are we to believe that he was given some sort of sedative? I think he was hanging out elsewhere and then Hour, yeah, had to have because hours then, have passed. And then his people were like, "Hey, she's coming. She's coming. Go lay down. Quick, hide, quick, hide." Quick. hide. He gets under the blanket. Sean! Sean! Uh, we learned that apparently DJ left Microsoft to work for M. Bison. Yeah! <laughs> How did that recruitment work? Uh, <laughs> I would love to hear that pitch. Yeah, he worked at Microsoft in the early 90s, and then he left to go work for M. Bison. I'll give you 100 billion bison bucks. E. Honda is getting his shit whipped out of him, and not even flinching an eye like he's biting his nails. The executioner guy leaves the room, and he's his back's all messed up, and he's like, oh my god. Honda, how did you hand that? He's like, and I quote, Oh, man. Oh, God. How do you keep from crying out? I'm sumo, brother. My body could be in one place, my mind another. Next time your mind leaves, tell to bring back pizza. I'm sumo, brother. My mind can be in one place and my body another. You want a cigarette, brother? Yeah, you want a cigarette, brother? I know that kind. You go to the kind bell bonds, brother. Uh, what? I had a problem with that scene, which is Ehan is sitting there getting whipped yeah. and hit and like whatever by this executioner dude. He is a sumo, but for some reason can take all these lashes to the back. Oh, no yeah. problem. Balrog is a boxer. You think he would be used to taking a punch. Nope. But when the executioner guy punches Balrog, it damn near not him out. Here's another thing that annoyed me about Balrog, and I gave kudos to the fact that they have him in his video game outfit. Could they have at least made the video game outfit less baggy to yeah. make him look like he had muscles? <laughs> he looked like a skinny dude boxer. He just, I'm telling you, looked bad. Pulled a dude off the street. Michael Jai White would have been perfect as yeah. Balrog. A lot of people. So they make it seem like Guile and Cammy are a thing. That's what it's implied. Lieutenant, make a note. I need a vacation. Yes, sir. Uh, take us, sir. 
on the way out. But then 30 seconds later, Guile hits on Chun-Li in front of Cammy. Colonel Guile. <laughs> How about that interview for my network? Sure. But only if you wear that dress. I'm convinced Van Damme thought they were the same person because he <laughs> because, was coked up. Because Cammy's like crying that he made it yeah. out because they thought he died in the explosion. She so loves him. He makes it out of the building and she's crying and he's like, oh, why are you crying? And he like touches her face and it seems very intimate like they're a thing. Yeah. And the whole movie sort of in, implies that they're a thing. Like her emotions for him were like a locomotion. Yeah, there you go. And then he touches her face. Then he walks over to Chun-Li and she's like, can I have that interview now? And he's like, as long as you wear what you got on now so with a dress yeah and, and then pose yeah and then pose, and it's like <laughs> what's cammy thinking like threesome maybe let's see what the fuck is with that pa announcer at the camp say anybody out there know what to do if a bison trooper throws a hand grenade right in your face huh Pick it up, pull, and throw it right back Hold in. On. It's, uh, what's the Good Morning Vietnam? Adrian Cronauer? That's him. Get the fuck. That was Adrian, yes. the actual Adrian. Yes. Good Morning Vietnam. Could he have not put in an effort? Apparently not. That is him. They literally got Adrian Cronauer. Today's your old. Like, yeah. what? I'm mind I thought blown. you knew that. I, I had I no idea. I didn't put it in my notes because I thought that was going to be your best thing from this movie. I didn't know it was the <laughs> actual Adrian Cronauer to do the <laughs> good morning, Shadaloo. But it was awful. How like, old was he at that point and stuff? I don't know. Cronauer was in his like late, early 30s in Vietnam. And we're talking early 70s. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's in his almost 60 at that point. Yeah. Never knew that yeah. and i just dogged an adrian cronauer scene whatever yeah it was bad though there was no effort involved no i mean i think it was more the audio recording of it was bad yeah it's and then he's going over the news it, it did seem like a weird misplaced thing yeah it's kind of like hey d'souza we can get cronauer uh, you mean robin williams no the actual cronauer yeah, so we'll put him somewhere i don't know where okay i have one more okay so colonel guile is in thunder from thunder in paradise yeah. so Reddit, the stealth the stealth boat it looks like he's gonna take down Shago so Hot. that seems weird too because weird the the people show I don't know if they're from the government or whatever they show up to be like we've struck a deal with M Bison yeah and just like what like for twenty billion yeah. million the, not one million twenty billion it's probably Bison bucks I'm twenty guessing. billion Bison but bucks. they're like we've struck a deal and he's like no and then he they're like uh, they expect all the his troops to surrender but all his troops follow him and if you were on that boat with him it was him Cammy and I, maybe T Hawk he just decides to put on a home video yeah before why you think okay i get if there's a picture that reminds you of your family fine no he puts on a camcorder size video yes, i'm glad you brought that up of him and charlie blanca and yes. their women What the fuck? It is so weird. Cause I thought he was putting a cassette in. I thought and like, I was like music. Oh. And I was like, they're gonna play one of these like the music associated with a map and street yeah. fight or something. No. No, it's a, a home, home video. video. Such a weird thing. Super That's last for me. All right. What's the legacy of this movie? Van Damme was working on a sequel in 2003 Ugh. and had Dolph Lundgren signed on. I don't know what to play. Wow, a lot of parallels to Motu. It never materialized. <laughs> he had some other people signed on. He was like going 
crawling around town getting people to sign on. Just never happened. He's like, I will remember it this time. I'm not on cocaine <laughs> but anymore. But then a different sequel happened in 2009, The Legend of Chun-Li, which happened under 20th Century Fox when they got the rights back from Universal. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. Oh my God. But funny enough, the movie was made in the interest of atoning for the first Street Fighter movie. Oh. Legend of Chun-Li did worse critically and commercially. Yeah, because Chris Klein was in Chun-Li, the movie. $50 million budget made $12.8 at the box office. Oh. I've seen that movie. It's abysmal. There's not anything else I can compare it to. Geely horrible. I would watch it, but I know that it's not bad. Now, another fighting franchise we didn't mention, I don't think I mentioned it, was Dead or Alive. And remember, they made a Dead or... Did they make a Dead or Alive movie, too? I think, they, I think it was yeah. a straight-to-release. I remember when Dead or Alive Volleyball was on Xbox, and I was like, oh, this might be fun, because it was like one of the early Xbox 360 titles, and I was like, wait, this is just porn. Okay, Kevin, you know how we talked about like, Ming-Na Wen, Chun-Li, perfect. You know who they had Chun-Li in the Chun-Li Street Fighter movie? Kristen Krug from Smallville. Oh. Talk about culture appropriation there she was chun li that's something yeah did they try and make that gritty or was it like they made it gritty okay they made it gritty but then they had elements of chun li during her game stuff okay it's weird all right stick around for some plugs you say you want to be a street fighter you're no street fighter not until you've mastered the six world warriors of the street fighter 2 handheld game Hundred hand slaps and rolling attacks, fireballs and hurricane kicks are your weapons. Beat three in a row. Zangi, Honda, Blanca. Then we'll talk. Street Fighter 2 and L game. New from Tiger. Batteries not included. Pool Sceners, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the show and all of the other ones in our back catalog. And you can find those on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and wherever you get your podcast from, because we are there. And never forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow on Facebook. Join the Pool Sceners group for exclusive content. You will get it there first. Instagram, Twitch, threads tiktok and youtube at pool scene podcast we are all over the place so you will never get one opportunity to miss us anytime anywhere and as always back to kevin final lap guy what's your signature move yeah the final lap All right, so something going viral again on the internet that is old, but it's for some reason making its way back around again, is someone found this list in the dressing room of, I think it was Urban Outfitters. Oh, so... Might have been American Apparel. Good. But it was just this weird checklist. So it's, I'm going to go through the things. And definitely girl's handwriting. I mean, it's a yeah, dead definitely giveaway. Definitely a girl. And uh, this absolutely reminds me of when we had the letter <laughs> about the Sir Special in the found VHS. in the VHS tape. But this is titled Summer Bucket List 2017. And it sort of looks like they wrote Summer Bucket 2017 and then had to squeeze list in. Summer Bucket 
had me a blast. That's a movie you've never seen. So I'm True. going to tell you. So each one has a little box next to it to say if it's happened yet. So some of these we know have happened. All right. The first one. Now, this is obviously around the Pittsburgh area somewhere. Pennsylvania. Yinzer. Yeah. Stage AE concert. Okay. All right. Doable. All right. Hasn't done it yet. Go to a party. General, but could mean anything. If you're maybe a high schooler or something. Yeah, high school sure party at Becky's house. Have sex. Has not happened yet. Uh, Ah, give two blowjobs. <laughs> Not at the, maybe at the same time. We don't I, know. I don't know if it's two different people. One person doesn't matter. Yeah. Go to Kennywood directly after. <laughs> Dude, two blowjobs at Kennywood. Eight hoe picks for Instagram. I love how it says eight hoe picks. Sports game. <laughs> You go from eight hoe picks to sports game. Give two blowjobs. Go to Kennywood. Eight hoe picks. Sports sports game. game. Could mean anything. I don't know what this one says. It could be H-A. It could be N-U-N-A. I think, I I don't know what it is, but it says Ha with Jacob again. (laughs) So maybe it's, maybe it's H-J. Handjob Jake again? Maybe, but it's checkmarked. Okay. Road trip. All right. Kennywood. Two blowjobs. That could be a three for one. Hell yeah. Get it all done. Camp in the backyard, check mark. Oh. Decorate room, check mark. She calls camp in the backyard passing out drunk in the now backyard. Now this, I can't read either, but it either says head party. What the hell is Or this? head darty. Head darty. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to group it into the two blowjobs. So she wants to do a head party, but she wants to do two blowjobs first. At the head party? Oh, yeah. man. Uh, binge new Netflix series. All right. Get a manicure. All right. Get a pedicure. Very basic now. Randy Land. What? Wait, what the fuck is Randy Land? I'm assuming this is like a horny thing. I don't know. I want to uh, go to Randy Land. The next one has a check mark. Get drunk all the time. That's her camping in the backyard at Randy Land. Be coming out. Oh, get her hoe picks out. Get crossfaded 17 times. What does that mean? Crossfaded is high and drunk at the same time. Oh, okay. Drunk and high at the same time. Drinking champagne on an airplane. Hell of a bucket list. Uh, so yeah, 17 times. Why 17? I don't know. Maybe she was like, summer is 54 days. That's once every three days. Unless she is 17 or maybe she's like 2017. She's only 17. Whoops. And then in contradiction of the rest of them, do summer reading. Uh, I need to fill out that book in bed, man. Go on a picnic. She's basically out now. Pet a giraffe. What? Make food from IG and Pinterest. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say make food from IGA. (laughs) So she can go grocery store. Uh, Go to Flagstaff drunk. This is such a weird, like, I'm hoping at the end, she's like, I got to throw shit in Uh, here. We're getting, uh, we're getting a little better. Use sparklers, which she did. So this must've been found after the 4th of July. If this is post 4th of July. Wow. She doesn't have a lot of check marks. Yeah. You better start working. She's got some, uh, some time to go. Get a boob here. Oh, great. Just what people want a titty key at Randy land. Super wild birthday. So she's the opposite of Wayne. She, he doesn't want a super <laughs> soft birthday. She wants a wild birthday. Ah, wild birthday. A hot dog. Make a summer playlist parentheses 10 hours long. And she's done that one. All right. Good for her. Giant water balloon night. What is this like a, a, a gift thing at a minor league baseball game? Giant water balloon night. Okay. This is the last thing she's done. Be the rest. None of the other ones are checkmarked. All right. Get a little tan. So she's a little tan. Boy, she has that uh, ambition. Buy Ray-Bans. All right. Tie a message to a balloon and let it go. Go to the point. I'm guessing that's Cedar where point. the two... Bu- 
two blowjobs are gonna yeah have a lemonade stand with zoe okay there are periods in this list where she reverts to being back to a five-year-old i'm afraid of her age i'm worried now i am a little uncomfortable there are certain things she wants to do things like tie a message to a balloon have a, a lemonade stand like she just read a judy bloom novel i'm worried that she's 11 yeah i'm a little nervous uh, uh eat cotton candy which is like she's fucking four we're going we're, we're she's benjamin buttoning <laughs> did you back need, did you need to put that on the list like all right think about what you really want to do this summer your summer bucket list uh, gotta be cotton candy yeah well and um, initially it wasn't even a list it was just summer bucket go to the beach this one i really like buy seven bikinis she's 11 years old seven bikini fix home screen on what her fucking laptop i don't know go ape all right go ape shit we're gonna go ape with that lemonade stand go to a drive-in movie art okay here we go this is this is a shining little light artsy fourth of july i don't know what an artsy fourth of july is but she lit sparklers meaning if the arts either the artsy fourth of july didn't happen or it hasn't happened yet what is happening with this girl and then finally stargaze so she's reverted from teenager to preteen i wish somebody would own up to this because good thing there wasn't like anal on the list (laughs) yeah (laughs) like anal cotton candy yeah light a sparkler light a sparkler (laughs) go on uh binge a netflix series it's like she okay maybe she She's kind of like a, I don't want to call her a loser, but like maybe she's like she's a, a dreamer. Yeah. A dreamer, a little bit of an introvert yeah. and like, I want a boob hickey. I want to give two blow jobs. You know, I don't know. I still want to know what Randy land is. Ra- we got to look it up. Maybe it's a thing. Yeah, it's gotta be a 2017 Someone thing. Randy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Randy Johnson themed park. This is CNN breaking news. All right, pool seniors, after doing some digging, Randyland is an outdoor art studio outside of Pittsburgh that started in 1995 when Randy Gilson purchased a few rundown buildings in the north side and started turning it into an incredible art center. So basically, it's just murals on the back of old abandoned brick buildings and houses. This is CNN Breaking News. Well, I don't know how I feel about this girl, but it is no. an inch, uh, that is like to me more that finding this in a, in a dressing room yeah. is more valuable than anything you could possibly buy at that store. Like find a dream of stuff like this. I worry that you just randomly find something like that. And it's like a plant thing. Like, so he planted it and yeah, said, I don't like that, but I do like the idea of like, I buy a lot of stuff from thrift stores. Yeah. And it's like you find some sort of note in, or like even finding money in a pair of jeans, like from the thrift store. It's or something cool. is like the coolest thing. Yeah. I don't exactly want to walk through the thrift store and just reach in all the pockets. You no. pull out some cockroaches, but use condom. Oh, God. <laughs> Bucket list. Check. <laughs> Grab it. Use, use condom. condom out of a pocket of a thrift store jeans. Eat candy. Oh, all right. Well, next week, planning on doing something. Well, we don't know yet. So yeah. we will see. We'll let you know. Follow the social medias that you heard in the plugs. Yes. Until then. Silencia! <laughs>